gonna do it! Online. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Mission to Mars. Yep. The computer says it really weird. And what's going on, everybody? What is up? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> like Carol Ann just told you, we are back. We're <laughs> back. And we are back with Geeking Squad episode number five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> number five is alive. <laughs> oh, God. It's like my Portillo's. Oh huh? Oh, number. <laughs> <laughs> you like that movie? I fucking love Short Circuit, oh, dude. Oh, gosh. What? As much of a geek as I am, that movie just oh, got on my so nerves. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> Megan? I don't know what you two are talking oh. about. Oh. You've never seen Short Circuit? No. With Steve oh, wow. Gutenberg? It's got no. the goot, man. Yeah. It doesn't help, no. Wow. Okay. Well, we've learned right off the bat, everybody, <laughs> that that apparently I broke some cardinal rule here by by exasperatingly sighing. Love the goot. He <laughs> once looked at me, winked his eye, and nodded his head as I walked by his table. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, oh, oh my yes, God. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that's a hell of a way to start out episode number five. Welcome everybody to Geeking Squad Podcast, and we are very happy to be back here. I am one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Down the way, the uh, the goot lover <laughs> of the bunch here is none other than Vito Gutenberg. <laughs> oh, <if you> wish. <laughs> And then the crazy little uh, spastic robot over here <laughs> the, the, that is, uh, she tries real hard not to short circuit. She tries to keep mm-hmm. us all together. And you guys don't help. <laughs> I, I know we don't help. Is none other than. Megan Guess. And we are here to talk about all the cool stuff that gets posted and discussed regularly in the Facebook group known as the Geeking Squad group. And uh, we everybody posts in there. It's it's open to anybody that wants mm-hmm. to join. Yep. Basically, we don't do politics. We don't do religion. We don't do any of that funny business. But what we do do, we do do, we do do do, we do do, is that we talk about cool movies, sci-fi stuff, superhero stuff, uh, comic book stuff, toys, TV, books, aliens, alien conspiracies. We're all yeah. about that stuff. <laughs> mummies and monsters and all you know all the stuff that total geeks like the three of us just love to sit around and chew the fat about (laughs) and so we invite you all to go into the geeking squad uh group and post articles post memes post polls We, we have all that kind of stuff in there and we choose with each episode of the squad podcast we choose some of our more noteworthy are some of our favorites, uh, things that piqued our interest. Yep. The old geek peak. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of the old geek peak. And we're going to talk about it for the next hour or so on this show. So before we get into all those subjects, as always, how you guys doing? Hanging in there? Hanging in there. Yeah, hanging in there. Yeah. Vito mm. had a... Vito, the wheels are literally falling yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Vito's life, Vito had a wheel fall off of his truck the other day. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so he's uh, he's kind of stranded here at home, and 
<laughs> for a couple days. Yeah. But I might still be at home for a couple days even <laughs> if my truck was working. So it's all good. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to So life is as usual, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Just going to be more expensive now. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right, man. Let's, you know what? Let's, let's do just, it. Let's dive in. Yeah. Let's get past all the niceties, all that bullshit. Like, fuck you guys. Let's talk. Exactly. We're on episode number five, man. Ain't no time to fuck around no more. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into this next segment, which we love to call... What's shaking, bacon? (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) And we are with What's Shaking Bacon. And so in this segment, we like to talk about uh, some of the things you guys have brought up that really uh, got into our heads. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, a bunch of people have been talking about this, posts about it, and people asking us if we're watching it and everything. And it turns out one of us has started watching it. And that is the new Unsolved Mysteries series. Vito is the one that decided to delve into it first and start watching it. So the question I have for you, dude, is yay or nay? Uh, Uh So, yeah, my best friend Michelle and I decided to watch this last week, I believe. And we watched two or three episodes or two and a half. And so the first episode we watched was actually really good. The second episode was okay. And then there was this weird episode that we didn't finish. (laughs) Now, the thing I have a problem... So I guess... I guess the jury's still out. I'm not going to give it a year and a just yet because okay. I haven't watched okay. the entire season or whatever. Fair enough. But the issue I have with it is there's no narrator or host to the show. Oh. Which before was like really? Robert Stack. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So it's literally just documentary style episode with no breaks or commentary, really. Hmm. So to me, it's just like watching any other kind of ID murder show, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like a Dateline, even though Dateline I love because there's a host and he gets in and he gets involved and it breaks up the monotony of it. Right. This is just like any other show you'd watch. And I have a theory that they made a bunch of crime documentary shows and they didn't know what to do with it. And somebody's like, you know what this would be good at? An Unsolved Mysteries reboot. So I'm going to buy the rights to these, and I'm just going to throw it under the Unsolved Mysteries title, and we're going to release it. That's what I think happened. Interesting. Kind of like mm-hmm. the second X-Files movie. I never saw it. Oh. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> From what I've read, it wasn't an X-Files script. They just had a script. They didn't know what to do with it. They were like, you know what we can do? We can just add Mulder and Scully, tack on X-Files, and we'll sell it and market it that way. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling this is what happened with this show. Oh, could mm, that's a shame. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about it. No, I, mean, I keep I, seeing people post about it, though, so I mean, I, I'm going right. to still check it out. To be fair, the two episodes that we were invested in actually were really good, and we talked about it in length about what we thought happened and stuff. Okay. So it is good for that, but I just... Okay, so you're, more your issue with it so far isn't so much the the that it's all bad content. It's more like it's, it's not... packaged? What, yeah. yeah, it's not the format you were expecting. Yeah. So it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, it's regard. kind of almost false advertising, I'd say, you know, but... Okay, if you're if you're into those kind of murder shows, then you might enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Okay. But it sounds more like it'd just be something like that ID channel or whatever. You know. How many shows do they have on that? That's all about that shit. It's the same idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still am going to give it a chance. I still really want to watch it. But yeah, I like the narrator being there. Yeah. That's going to be really weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, like one one that I I we talked about it in in it might have even been our first episode, but one that I went back and I started watching more of was that Hangar One mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. on on Netflix and everything, and that's that format. It's got the narrator and everything, and that that's what kind of sucks you in. Right. That's what yeah. kind of keeps you going because then they'll say something about, you know, but it led to this and you're like, oh, well, what did it lead it. to? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know, the actions of this led to something even more. And you're like, oh, oh and it what, sets what, you what? up. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's kind of what keeps you invested. <clears throat> yeah. Not having that is a little weird. OK. Yeah. Interesting. At least we're going into it knowing that. So it won't be as yeah. big of a shock. Right. Yeah. Maybe it'll help. Right. Maybe. Because knowing. Is half the half battle. The battle. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of knowing, I know that you know about announcement for season three that's going to be a final season. Oh, that is such a shame. I'm so upset. I'm excited and upset at the same time because this show, Dead to Me, is so fucking amazing. It's so good. It's so suspenseful. It has me on the edge of my seat. I was like having a heart attack trying to watch this episode this last season. It was it was amazing. I've never seen it. No. I just heard about it. I heard it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, Christina Applegate. She's a um, recently widowed. Um, her husband was killed in a car crash. Mm-hmm. And she meets up with this um, other lady. And they quickly become besties and integrate into each other's lives. And they um, kind of help each other through grief process because mm. um, the other one has lost babies mm. and stuff like that. So she, they're both grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of help each other out. But it gets very twisty and turny. And you're like, it's like, oh, my God, there, there's lies and everything. I was like, you are so going to get busted. How are you going to get out of this? I don't even know what you're doing. Oh, my gosh, what's happening right now? I was like, <laughs> so it's very, very suspenseful. It's so good. It's a very binge-worthy yeah, it's season. Got, it's so. gotten a lot of uh, followers. A lot of people are really into it. I yeah. have not. I have not. Uh, yeah, I've seen quite a bit of our group enjoying yeah. this on their individual pages. So, nice. yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this, and but I'm very upset. It's a final season. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready for it to be over. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll wrap it up and give you the closure. I guess you're looking for out of everything. You know? Yeah, yeah. I can't decide. Do I want a happy little bow, or do I really want a fucked up ending in this? <laughs> Oh. I could see that going either yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched any of it. No. No. No, it's really good. You guys should at least give it a try. Yeah. It's yeah. not dark. It's not graphic or anything like that. It's just, as a dude, how do you guys keep getting yourselves in these situations? Stop doing that. <laughs> just tell her the truth. You're just digging yourself deep, hole deeper. But yeah. It's it's really good. All right, yeah, that sounds interesting. It's a murder and mystery and who done it and. Well, yeah. again, like with me, I like I said before in the past, I, you know, I like to binge things. Like I, I'm too uppity and impatient. That's why I spoil everything. <laughs> so now that it's coming to an end, maybe I'll watch it once it's over. Yeah, okay. I'm more adept to. Yeah, I have to rewatch it all. Okay. At one time, binge yeah. it all again. Yeah, it's so good. Maybe we could talk about it. At a later date, mm-hmm. a little more. But yeah, a lot of people seem to be pretty worked up about the fact that it's coming to an end. And hmm. <gasps> I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Another thing that I don't know how to feel about, it, I am kind of split right now, is that they announced another 
new Star Trek series coming out. They're jumping on that bandwagon, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're going crazy. It's CBS All Access. Because it's, it's the only thing CBS All Access yeah. has. <laughs> they don't have anything else to fucking, you know, float that boat. Are they still showing <laughs> Matlock episodes on that? Oh, God. <laughs> what? I fucking can't stand Matlock. <laughs> oh, man. See, here's the thing about... I love Matlock. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you guys it's are just like a grandma show. <laughs> you're a couple of grandparents. I swear <laughs> to God, people think I'm the old one. My God, dude, CBS. I'm not saying CBS has never had good shows because they have, but my God, that is just the most old fogey network there is out there, man. Like PBS is more exciting to me than than oh come on than CBS, man, dude. Next thing you're going to like, start bashing Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Murder, She Wrote is horrible. Oh, my God. Right. Get out. Yep. <laughs> start walking home because you ain't getting back in my car. We're muting your channel right now. Buddy. <laughs> I, I, it's not that it's okay. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. But start it, backpedaling. Yeah. I, no, I mean, to be fair, it's just so, oh, God, it just takes the life out of me. I feel like I can... <laughs> feel my hair going gray sitting there watching that stuff. And when I was younger, as much as I loved my grandparents, they watched all that stuff all the time. And so I'd get stuck having to watch what they watched, you know, and I I was a kid and I was uppity and wanted to, you know, I would have loved to watch music videos or Star Wars movies or Star Trek or Mad Max or some fucking thing. And I got to sit there and watch Matlock. <laughs> oh, like Grandpa Simpson would, yeah, would yeah. say, you know, just like <laughs> having to watch that and Murder, She Wrote and all these like shows where I was these geriatric shows that I'm like, oh. now, OK, here's the thing. I don't know how I'd feel now about Matlock. I have a feeling I still would not like Matlock very much. <laughs> I have, as an adult, watched some Murder She Wrote stuff and gone, "Oh, okay, you know this is not isn't so too bad. bad. You know this is now that I'm older, it's like I can deal with it and everything." But some of the premises are just so fucking ridiculous. Man. There's a YouTube channel called Pushing Up Roses that um, yes. I think she lives in Chicago. Yes, yeah, and she does yeah. like Murder She Wrote, and she'll mm. show you like the comedic aspects of the show and stuff. Yeah. It's actually really entertaining. Yeah, I think we've subscribed to her actually yeah. and everything. I've watched some of her episodes before and everything. It, it, it that and that kind of that sort of thing makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Like I can look at it now with a different kind of. Uh, viewpoint and mm-hmm. stuff so in that level yeah it's cool but oh my god anyway getting back <laughs> to the initial point cbs all access has announced that they are coming out with another star trek uh show as part of the franchise uh, another one that's going to be executive produced by alex kurtzman and it's going to be the first animated star trek show since the old star trek the animated series from 73 74 mm-hmm. which is awesome <clears throat> And it's canon, by the way. So we are going to be talking about it sometime. Okay. It's awesome. It's fucked up, though. Like, <laughs> the old Star Trek animated series came out in, like, 73, 74. I saw it as a kid as, like, reruns yeah. and stuff because I was a little young. But it was part of what got me into Star Trek. And watching it now and as an adult, I'm like, holy crap, what kind of drugs were these people on? <laughs> Like, seriously, like, this show was really weird. So, apparently, this new show is called Lower Decks. 
and it is not going to be anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, from what I gleaned, and I, maybe you could back me up because I think you read a little more on it, is supposed to be almost more like a a PG version of like Rick and Morty meets Futurama, Futurama. or something. Yeah. It's going to be very slapstick comedy. Yeah, I don't know. And I think it's uh, not so much to do with the senior officers, but the lower hence, officers. Hence yeah. the name Lower, lower Decks. Decks. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of red shirts <laughs> in theory, you know, a lot of red shirt types, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a chance. Anything Star Trek, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, it's supposed to have some next gen uh, characters in there. Really? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to fit that. A, mm. Yeah, I mean that's cool. I just I don't know. Yeah, Picard had some next gen characters in it too, and that <laughs> ending was, you know. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that wants to hear us talk about Picard the series, if, if you're like we, we don't covered every do episode. <laughs> yeah, we covered every episode in detail, so you can find that on our channels too. Anyway, yeah, I'll give it a chance, man. We'll see, but eh, my my hopes aren't super high yeah. for this. Yeah, me either. Because as much as I'm a cartoon guy and stuff, I don't get really into the cartoon versions of things that aren't cartoons, if that makes sense. Like Star Wars. Like I'm only just now starting to really delve more into things like Clone Wars and Rebels mm-hmm. and stuff like that. When Clone Wars first came out, I just I just wasn't interested in it. I wanted live action Star Wars or none. I didn't want this like weird computer animation version of Star Wars stuff. I was like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm thinking like that. that too. They had a Stargate Infinity show that was based off Stargate that oh. I was like, why would you make a cartoon out of this? You know? Now, did they ever mm-hmm. do a Terminator cartoon? I... No, they did a RoboCop one. They did a couple RoboCop Oh, yeah, ones. RoboCop one. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Alpha actually. Commando and then another one. I think it was just called RoboCop, the animated series. Right, that was cool. Yeah, some of it was cool. Yeah, sometimes they're cool, you know what I mean? Beetlejuice animation was good. <laughs> I remember that, yeah, okay. Yeah, Ghostbusters was a Back good Back to the one. Future. Was there a Back to the Future cartoon? Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I ever saw that. I think it only lasted for a season or half a season. Oh, wow. Or yeah. I half vaguely season. remember watching it on TV Was not when I was a kid, but I never watched like the whole thing, you know? Interesting. Hmm. But yeah, so some of them work out, you know, but uh, I don't know. Some of, the, some of these... So yeah. It's going to be a huge hit. You know that, right? Star Trek, huge hit? Uh, maybe. It would be, this you know be what? it. This would be what? the one. I would be very happy if that happens just because it's Star Trek. Like mm-hmm. I would if this is if this is what it takes to make Star Trek like fucking cool again, you know, and vindicate cool all of again. us. Cool again. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Again. What is this again? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But well, if I mean, it's, they ran into the problem where they were like oversaturating the market, you know, right. 20 years ago or whatever, and they yeah. stopped producing Star Trek. So right. I'm just worried that's that's going to happen again now. You know? uh, exactly. Yeah. You give, know? It, give us good stuff, not just saturate the market. Right. right. Yeah. You know, I've got high hopes for the uh, for the uh, show that's going to be all about Captain Pike's Enterprise yes. and everything like that. I've got real high hopes for that. So I just hope they don't bog it down with all this other stuff and make it too silly, you know. Agreed. We'll, we'll see. Speaking of uh, streaming services and shows and all that kind of stuff and movies, I saw an article that was posted in the group talking about some Netflix show that supposedly is too scary to make it through. <laughs> what do you know about this? Yeah, this looks like it's a, like a college girl and she joins a super secret 
cult kind okay. of thing. That's, yeah, that's what it looked like. And um, I think her name's Rosa. And she basically has to quickly decide what she's willing to do and give up to rise in the ranks. Okay. And what is the name of the show? Aries. Aries. Okay. Yeah. A R E S. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of people commenting. It's like, I. I can't even finish watching this. What you, is this worth it? Watching it? It's too fucked up. Mm. And other ones are like, I can't believe I just finished that. That was that was beyond disturbing. Wow. So yeah, I'm real curious, Vito. You guys are gonna have to watch this. Yeah, it or, is a Dutch horror film. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it has subtitles or anything. Hopefully, because I don't know Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> We've toured the Netherlands a few times, uh, quite a few times actually. But I, I can't speak a lick of Dutch. Yeah. I didn't pick up on shit <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe you don't need to actually know what they're saying to be able to follow this for yeah, the, it to be getting such a huge following yeah. already because I think it's been out like a month. Yeah. It's flying under the radar, but it's starting to get like a cult following. Yeah. Pun intended. You're right, pun intended there. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now and there's some there's people that are saying they love it and that it's got a superb cast, fa- fantastic direction and great visuals and it's really eerie and engrossing. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't follow your typical secret society kind right. of uh, tropes and stuff right and it has to do with like revenge and seeking justice and mm. all that kind of shit it's not my kind of thing yeah it's not my kind of thing either so this might fall on Vito's Vito. shoulders because he's the brave one here when it yeah. comes to this kind of shit you know well we have a couple people commenting in our group they're gonna check it out so yeah we uh, definitely you guys have to report back to us let us know yeah. Yeah, any of you, whether you're in the group or if you're just somebody who's not in the group but is listening to this, if you've watched it or if you made it through it, if you couldn't make it through it, man, we'd love to hear more about it. I'm, at the very least, very intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I always get a little skeptical when you have these things come out when they say, like, it's too scary to get through or it's too disturbing. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I thought that, too, because I thought it was, like, professional people saying this but it's like coming off of twitter and actually people that are watching it it's just everyday people yeah so it's not somebody trying to sell this to us but maybe they're just like really big pussies like me they could be <laughs> you know what i mean that are like because that can't handle shit me who still can't like you know get over the exorcist you know 40 years later <laughs> yeah it'd be somebody like me where i'm all about secret societies and everything like that but that was just a little too fucked up yeah. for me yeah we went a little too far with that yeah, secret society stuff, school. Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, so, well, Vito and all of you out there, you'll have to let us know if you uh, if you watch it. I'd, I'd be real curious to do a follow-up on this. Yeah, Vito, you do have some other information. You told that there's a couple movies. I know one you saw a trailer for, and then I think the other one you said you actually watched, huh? Yes. So um, the trailer for um, Greenland yeah. with Gerard Butler looked really interesting to I me. I like Gerard Butler. Oh, I love Gerard yeah, Butler. Yeah, he's awesome. He is so, awesome. Yeah. Oh He's boy, here awesome. we go. Here we go. <laughs> Every pack. <laughs> awesome. Ah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I was referring to his acting, so you're referring to him, period. Him. Yeah. yeah. His physical presence on screen, Every I think. Is that's it. Inch that's it. of him. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, what is Greenland about? I'm sorry, Vito, what? So, <laughs> so Greenland is an asteroid disaster film. 
which is one of my favorite subgenres sh- of movies. Just going to say, that's <laughs> right up your alley. So this one, does. it looks like it doesn't involve spaceships and nuclear bombs, which I'm going to have to put that on the con side of the list here. <laughs> but visually, it looks like very impressive, man. I mean, the CG looks great. I think the acting looks like it's going to be amazing. Okay. And I just love the premise of an asteroid doing away with us. In it's the like near dinosaurs. Future. Yeah. I love that idea. I, w- I keep waiting for it to happen and take us a damn long. When is this asteroid just going to show up and do away with us already? I just find it like fascinating, like the right. infrastructure that has right. to go into creating these underground tunnels or cities where... Right. You know, twenty percent of the human race is going to have to live before we can repopulate the Earth. It just with the Slytherin people, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the mole men come out and try to grab you and stuff. So. Oh boy, Hans Molman <laughs> comes out. Oh, I just made my last payment. <laughs> you know, from The Simpsons. He's <laughs> one of my favorite yeah, he characters. Is awesome, dude. <laughs> I love Hans Molman. <laughs> But okay, yeah, that sounds. I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay, so unlike Aries, that's one I I probably would watch. I like disaster flicks. Yeah, very you know. good. And then a movie that I watched was Danger Beneath the Sea, okay. which stars my boy Casper Van Dien oh, as a submarine captain. Oh, oh we boy. know you love submarines. <laughs> love submarines and love Casper, so that's a win-win in my book. So this movie is about um, basically North Korea is trying to show how big their cock is, and they've got these nuclear <laughs> weapons that they're saying they're so going to So they use. made a submarine that looks like a giant <laughs> Korean dick. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, it might not be giant. but <laughs> <laughs> So there, there's already high tensions, and North Korea um, basically launches a nuke by accident, oh. which blows up Oof. In, in Asia. But the submarine captain doesn't know it was an accident. He just thinks, oh, no, communication is over. There's radiation on the surface. We're at war. We have to act now. Oh. And Casper's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. We got to get our orders first. But there's another, I guess, you know, second in command who's like, no, we're going to mutiny the ship. We're going to take this over. We're going to find out what's going on. And that's basically the premise. Um, it that's reminded cool. me a little bit of Crimson Tide with yeah. Gene Hackman and, and Denzel Washington. Right. Mm-hmm. Just... Kind of a low budget version of that. Well, <laughs> okay, it was actually really entertaining, man. That's cool. So I recommend it. Okay, yeah, I'd that's check another. That out. That's yeah. another one I would definitely check out. Yeah, because I love things like Crimson Tide. Yeah, I love cool like movies that deal with submarines or aircraft carriers yeah. and stuff. You know, like I mentioned in the past, like things like Final Countdown yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like, love those movies. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, I think now is as good of a time as any for us to get into a little bit of squad talk. Talk of the squad. We're talking to the squad. <laughs> we are the band 
of the hand. <laughs> All right. When squad talk, what we like to do is we like to talk about uh, a particular topic or topics that were brought up in the group that we want to delve a little bit deeper into than just a little passing mention. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're always talking about on air and off air is we're always talking about advancement of technology stuff where all three of us are really interested in this kind of whether it's talking about AI sort of things mm -hmm. which are creepy and it's going to basically be our ruin someday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you know just talking about the space travel kind of you know getting out into outer space we've talked about that a bunch but this one is a little more earthy in a sense we're talking about technology of uh, advancement of things going on here on Earth to potentially make things better here, maybe. Not sure. I think Vito's got mixed feelings about this stuff. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that just came up recently and was posted about was the fact that they are they have replicators now that can make 3D printed food. They can make vegan steaks. It's very interesting to me. It's yeah. like, like an early replicator. Yeah. It's our first step to making that happen. Yeah, exactly. It's um, this is specifically it's coming from an uh, is Israel-based uh, startup called Redefine Meat, and their first product is going to be called Alt Steak. <laughs> <laughs> like you got, no, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah, you got Alt Rock and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> so now we've got Alt Steak. Uh, it'll be available at first in high-end restaurants. Suppose I don't know why it's got to be in high-end. Uh, I don't know. But because um, people want to spend their money on yeah. bullshit, it'll make it feel like it's more special <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. And what they did was they they created this like 3D technology that maps 70 sensorial parameters to create a cut of vegan meat that mimics the taste, texture and juiciness of a beef steak, supposedly. How do you feel about that, Vito? I would just buy a normal beef steak like any normal person. Well, would. but the point is, is that this is supposed to be for people that are vegan and don't want to eat a cow, or people that can't eat meat any longer right. due it due to dietary reasons. Okay. Like, yeah, like people like me, it has mm -hmm. trouble like digesting regular meat. So I'm really curious to know how something like this would work for people like that. You know what I mean? Like, what exactly is it made up of? Um, I have that here for you, you, actually. Okay. It says it's made up of soy proteins, pea proteins, PEA. Oh, I was, oh, was going to say uric acid protein. <laughs> man, I got I got some pea protein <laughs> to let out right now. <laughs> uh, coconut fat and sunflower oil plus natural colors and flavors. Okay. Hmm. That is what we'll be made out of. Wait a minute. Okay, now here's the thing. So the guy that's the CEO and founder co-founder of Redefine Meat. His first name is Eshar. Esh his middle name is Ben. And his last name, I, I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong. His last name is Shitrit. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm, I'm exaggerating. Eshar Ben Shitrit. <laughs> you know, you got two... Uh, you could have... <laughs> Sandwich oh my the God, between it does say shit writ. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. Am I? That's how you fucking say that. Shit writ. Is it like Ben Shit writ? 
I, you know, because he's, he's his name is shit Rick. <laughs> no, that, that's, I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> ben. So uh, basically, E Ben Shitrit um, has is redefining meat. Sorry, man. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm I'm having a hell of a time reading this name. But yeah, what he's doing is he said by using separate formulations for the muscle and the fat and the blood and all this stuff that they can like piece by piece make it so that the fat has its own kind I of see. consistency yeah. and the meat has its it's pretty interesting man i think it's i re- want to try it i just i want to know if it's really going to taste like a real steak yeah I mean, how do they make that taste like a real steak i don't know yeah then again we did do a trivia torture where we ate a bunch of jelly beans that were that tasted fl- like a lot of that were flavored shit. to taste like yeah shit literally <laughs> or those uh Drinks too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Or the chocolate. We take. Yeah. We, the had the, we had yeah. those flavored God, chocolate. I can still taste oh, that chicken, chicken grease, dude. Oh. oh my god. Yeah. Oh, he's perfect already. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so disgusting, dude. Oh, holy shit. That was bad. Yeah, for folks that don't know, we do another segment on the Geeking Poetic channel called Trivia Torture, where one of us asks the other two trivia questions, and when you get questions wrong. You have to do some sort of torture, and we've done everything from like really bad alcoholic drinks, like uh, Malort, Malort, <laughs> and we've done like flavored chocolates that they had to eat, but where it was flavored like greasy fried chicken. Oh, God. We've done the uh, jelly beans, like like you have in like the Harry Potter type jelly beans that are flavored like dead fish and oh, rotten egg, rotten egg. Oh God, <laughs> oh. that was a good episode, guys. <laughs> That was so bad. Larry got his ass punked at one at one point. Couple times. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to talk about that. You still have a fucking come up and coming to you, Megan. I don't know what you're talking about, Megan. I did nothing. You psyched me out, pretended like you didn't take a bad one, so then I took one, thinking it was gonna be okay. The barf one twice, didn't I? The barf one. You psyched me out two times. Oh, my God. I was so mad at you. You were so pissed. Fuck. But in any case, um, yeah, I mean, so they are, they have the ability to flavor things pretty accurately these days, you know? And usually I think what does um, ruin it for a lot of people is the consistency and texture and stuff where you're just mm-hmm. chewing it and you're biting something and you're like, this is not that, you know? This does not taste like a actual or feel like an actual piece of meat yeah you know or something like that so i'm i'm super curious about this man yeah and i've i've had people comment that it's like just because it's vegan it's throwing them off like oh no i'm not even gonna try to whatever it's like but everybody wants the rec- replicators from star trek and what what do they think that's going to be yeah. that's not going to be real meat yeah it's not a, a replicator is not making an actual piece of flesh you know, yeah. for, it's supposed to be a replication of a piece of flesh. It's right, not exactly. an actual thing. So, at least I assume, I mean, because we don't have actual Star Trek replicators, but I, I mean... Because yeah, no, they, they always the, talk about it. It's like, we haven't had real the Earth that's you right. know, food yeah, and yeah, stuff like right. that. So, it's it's not real. It would be more like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here's an, another interesting question is, like, I'm curious how it works like there are certain countries i think is it india where they won't eat cow no, no. cow is very sacred to them so right exactly so my question is then 
you know, if they've never tasted a steak, That's they've never true. eaten a steak. How would they? Yeah. Would they be okay with eating this? Since technically, it's not real beef. It's not. No cow was sacrificed to for you to eat this steak. You know, like, are they good with that, or is it still like, oh, but it's what it represents. We won't do that. You know. Yeah, they may not. I'm curious to know that. If anybody has an answer to that, like, if anybody out there is. If you're Indian or, you know, if you know anything about that, I'd love to know how that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have nothing, I have no judgment against it one way or another. Just I'm curiosity. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just curious, like, can you eat a steak if it's fake steak? Or is it still like the idea that it's representing that it's supposed to be like a cow and like, no, we're not cool with that, you right. know? Yeah, that's it's interesting to me. Well, it, and there's, I mean, this isn't the only bit of uh, advancement of tech that's come out in the last week that really caught our interest. Another one that th- this one, Vito was just kind of shaking his head at, but <laughs> I think it's pretty interesting is that the FDA just approved the very first prescription video game. <laughs> So you can get, you know, you could get aspirin, you can get, you can get diuretics and all these other things. You can get prescribed all sorts of stuff. Now you can get video game content prescribed to you. So weird to me, man. Because <laughs> I grew up as a video game kid who was labeled as a fucking loser because I played video games. <laughs> and now here you are, you know. Well, more specifically, it's a, it's a video game that has been created to help kids in a certain age group. Uh, that have ADHD. Okay, so I'd be curious, like, you know, what kind of game? Are you talking just like a traditional video game where you just go around and shoot people? Or is it like more of like a, a weird, like, AI-responsive virtual reality-like um, thing, you know? Okay, the way... Okay, so the, the game is called Endeavor RX, and it's supposed to be something where... Okay, it's for kids that are aged between 8 and 12, specifically. <clears throat> so if you're seven, fucking beat it. If you're thirteen. Well, <laughs> thirteen. Well, you should be drugs doing some... and alcohol for you. <laughs> Go out and overcompensate yeah. with bad things like a normal teenager. But if you're a tween, we got you, pal. Yeah, for for children age eight to twelve, uh, they can be prescribed uh, gaming sessions on this Endeavor RX, and it'll and. In the game, they pilot a small aircraft mm. through a variety of alien environments. It includes icy rivers and volcanoes and jungle settings and underwater paths. And it's supposed to be uh, specifically constructed to improve attention in youngsters with ADHD. Uh, and it's supposed to be in combination with other treatments and stuff. I don't think that's the video game itself is going to be like, you're cured, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they can only play it for 25 minutes a day, five days a week. Oh, okay. Like, that's going to work. For four weeks. <laughs> for four weeks, so. So I, maybe I it's know, just man. like you do one expedition and then you're you're done a day. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you never you never know, you know. It, it, it's It's interesting. It's not like this is the first time they've come up with some sort of game or activity for people that have issues like this like adhd or whatever or or, or other behavioral or cognitive you know 
uh, issues. It's not like this is the first time they've come up with something. I think this is just the first time it's ever been in like video game form. I mean, it's better than pumping them full of Ritalin, so I guess that's... Well, they yeah. may be doing that too. You know, I don't know. That's when they, when they say things in combination with other treatments, quote unquote. So it's like, are they putting them on a medic... I would assume probably some kind of medication. I'd be curious to see like what happens from this. What would be really interesting is if this works, is it going to change people's attitudes at all towards like video games and stuff because there have been a lot of in as much as there have been like you like you said there have been a lot of people who've been uh you know anti-video game and that it causes all these problems and kids and blah 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 there have been a lot of people over the years especially recently who've tried to say actually we're seeing that a lot of kids who play video games especially if they play certain games and if they play it for a certain amount of time and stuff that it's showing some growth in them for like various motor skills and your hand-eye coordination your reaction time i mean that all gets you know exercised in a different way right and also in just like working out problems and stuff like that because when you play games and you have to work out like should i go this way should i go that way you know and how in resulting yeah yeah i mean i i think that i think the thing with video games is it's like anything else in the world television music Candy, whatever. Everything is good done in moderation and under the right circumstances. Mm -hmm. I don't think letting a kid get really fat and lazy and sit on a on a computer playing Minecraft for like 10 hours a day eating chips and stuff is a good thing. But if a kid's doing it for a certain amount of time and playing the right games and playing, you know, I think it could be good. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just know kids in video games. It's like you cannot <laughs> expect them to just sit there twenty five minutes only. You know. It's... Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. You know. I guess I was lucky because I, even though I love old video games, you know, I'm an old 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 gamer. You know, like Atari type shit or Nintendo stuff. I never really. I would get bored with them. Now I know people say, "Well, that's because you're playing fucking Atari games." <laughs> <laughs> And there's some validity to that, you know, you can only play adventure so long, you know, and everything. But I I don't know, just when I was a kid, anything like that, almost any activity I would get bored with after a while. You know, I'd sit down with my comic books, I could read them for a while, and then it's like, okay, I'm bored with this, I want to go watch TV, and then I could watch TV for a little while. Okay, now I want to go out and, like, play with with David and Robbie, and we're going to go run around and, you know, play dodgeball and shit like that, you know, and or play play army, play yeah. war, you know, run around with, you know, all that. Like, I, I, I needed to have different kinds of stimulus, you know. I don't understand those kids nowadays where they just, they're, they, they hold the phone in front of their face and they just stare at it. For hours, oh, they just know. play Fortnite for hours. They just play, yeah. yeah they just play Fortnite for hours, or they just, yeah, like and play. I, I don't get it. I'm like, man, aren't you fucking bored with that? Like, even if it's really cool, even if it's really good, it's like all in moderation. Like, I love the fuck out of spaghetti, you know. Like, but if I if I <laughs> oh, ate, I want spaghetti yeah. now. Spaghetti's real good. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite foods of all time. But if I ate spaghetti just all day every day, I'd be like, fucking give me something else. It doesn't matter how good the fucking spaghetti is. You know, I need well, some choli at least. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> give me some big ziti, damn it. Can I get a slice of lasagna to like break it up a little bit? You know. <laughs> 
But you understand my point? So I, I, yeah, I don't get kids nowadays. Well, from what this is sounding like, it's not like they get it to take home with them. Okay. They, it's, it's, it's like a treatment. It's at the doctor's I office, see, like a, an actual see. treatment. And there is a huge waiting list oh. to get into it. And it's funny, it has side effects too. <laughs> I'm sure. What's the, what's the side effects? They are. Murderous <laughs> rampage. <laughs> They turn into a feral wolf-like state and break into the zoo and start chewing on animals in their altered state style. Um, the most common side effects are frustration and headache. You know, it's like anybody has playing a fucking video game. It's really annoying. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, side effects are frustration Headache, broken TV screens. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just really wild to think that we're living in a time now where we can like make food with 3D printers and we can make video games that can like fix kids like behavioral problems and things like that. Like, I mean, they were talking about 3D printing human organs too and human tissue. So I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah really the, cool. the heart organs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, if they can make a fucking juicy ass steak, I don't see why they can't make me some pancreas, you know? Right. I may be needing that shit soon with the yeah, way my, my health is. They don't have to get going. the flavor right for those, you know? So it's less work for them. I yeah. Mean, choose your funding, guys. I don't know. <laughs> What do you suggest? All right. So it's about that time when we like to lay some recommendations on you all. So, uh, Vito, what do you suggest? So I'm going to go with a couple things that all tie into one thing. So I just recently reread the first Dune novel by Frank Herbert. Yeah. Because they are doing a new Dune movie, or hopefully it will come out at the end of the year, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. So I reread the first novel. Then I went ahead and I watched the 1984 Dune movie by David Lynch. Yeah. Then I watched, again, the 2003, I think. I might be wrong on the date, of the Dune miniseries that they did on the Sci-Fi Channel. Now, all three of these things are incredible in their own right, and I like each of them for their own specific reasons. Um, so the book, obviously, is a book, so it's more involved. You get a lot more okay. of the the world building and the political stuff that's going on. The 84 movie is visually stunning, but of course it's only, I think, like a two and a half hour movie, so you lose a lot of the backstory, and it's very confusing if you haven't read the book, but visually, it's great. And then the 2003 miniseries is very in-depth, and you get a lot more of the book and the backstory, so Mm -hmm. I recommend actually all three of them, but I would probably start with the book first, okay, just so you know what's going on in the other two uh, mediums there. Right. Gotcha. That's cool. So you're just basically recommending Dune yeah. <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah. I'd spent a while since I've delved into any Dune stuff. So yeah, I, especially if they've got that new one coming out around the end of the year or next year, I, I'm going to have Which to. I think is supposed to be a two-parter, which is great because this way they, I think they can do a lot of the story in the two movies. So Maybe, or they could just fuck it up like 112263. That's true. Make it eight parts and still just completely fuck up the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. So Vito's on the Dune tip. Megan, what do you recommend? Um, I just started watching a Netflix show called The Order. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, again, Secret Society, so it sucked me in. <laughs> but it's kind of 
on the verge of being like a WB kind of show. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a, a teen romance, and well, that's not necessarily it's, a bad. Yeah, it's, thing. it's not. It's not. It's not bad. Um, but it circles around the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose, so that's mm. their secret society. Um, and then they also introduce werewolves okay. into the mix as well. And they're kind of like the two societies kind of battle against each other. And then, yeah, they, they have to find their places, how they kind of fit together. And, and But it starts off with Jack Morton joining the, the university, Belgrave University, where the secret society resides. Okay. But he does this because his mother was killed or died and he's out to get revenge on his father whom he's never met okay. who just happens to be the leader of this secret society convenient convenient yeah <laughs> so yeah so very wb here yeah. and of course he meets the girl and they fall for each other but they fight because you know she can't do it and she keeps pushing him off he's like no we can make it work we can make it work she's like no we can't now, what is this era? Uh, Netflix. It's a oh, Netflix it's a Netflix show. series. Yep. Okay, so it's not a WB show. No, it's not a WB. It just gives me those that vibe now and then. Okay. But it, it's been, I'm in uh, season two of it now. I think there's only the two seasons. Okay. Um, and they took a very different, they wrapped up season one with the dad and everything, and season two took a completely different direction. Mm. Um, and season two is pretty, has been pretty interesting. Okay. Okay. So... That's my recommendation. Just check it out. It's just a fun watch. All right. So if you're into like secret society, romance, Werewolf, suspense romance. kind of things, it's yep. up your alley. Up your alley. Yeah. Okay. It's only like 30 minute episodes, oh, something like that. So it's, it's easy to digest. Cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And mine's just going to be a real brief one. A lot of people are probably going to even roll their eyes at this. But in case, in case you're the people that like myself that never gave this a chance, I recently went back and I watched a movie that came out uh, several years back that starred Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. And it's a movie put out by Disney called Race to Witch Mountain. And uh, it was the latest, because they haven't done one since this one, it was the latest in a long series of Witch Mountain movies. Now, the original Witch Mountain movies came out back in 1975 or something like that when I was a when I was like a toddler. Mm -hmm. I saw those movies when I was a kid and uh, like escaped Witch Mountain and all that stuff. Loved them. Was really, really into them as a kid. Uh, it it you I don't know. I haven't watched all the the movies because I think there's like six of them they've put out. Over there's the a years. lot of them. Yeah, quite a few. There was more than I even realized. But it centers around uh, two uh, teens, or uh, I think it varies from movie to movie, but it has to do with aliens uh, being on Earth. It has to do with uh, alien technology and stuff and trying to help Earth and protect us from other aliens. All, I don't want to give away too much, mm -hmm. but Witch Mountain ends up being a... Uh, uh, a central location in these movies and stuff where it, ha it ends up being sort of like a uh, Area 51, Hangar okay. 18 kind of thing. It, for those of you that don't know, if you've seen, everybody's seen it, if you've seen the memes with The Rock, 
where he's got the girl in the back seat of the car and the cab and and he's looking with that that stunned look on his angry stunned look on his face looking over the back seat at her people have made all sorts of meme jokes out of it <laughs> they're so good all the time <laughs> yeah they actually that's actually from this movie it's a scene from this movie Dwayne uh plays a cab driver who ends up unwittingly coming into contact with these two young what turns out to be aliens uh, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it a little bit, but if you know anything about the Witch Mountain series, I mean, it's it's the same thing every time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up coming into contact with them and then, of course, has to help them because there's all the, there's men in black kind of thing that are after them. And then but then there's also this like predator type alien that's after them as well that has followed them to Earth. That's pretty badass and is and pretty uh, ruthless. And uh, there's a lot of good humor in it, as there usually is in the Rocks movies and stuff. I watched it kind of on a lark. I was like, ah, you know, I liked the old Witch Mountain movies when I was a kid. And this has got The Rock. I love The Rock. Ah, I'll watch it. It could be fun. It was a fun movie, man. It was actually really good. If you're looking for something that deals with, like, sci-fi, aliens, blah, blah, blah. But you want something that's on more of, like, a PG PG 13 ish kind of tip, you know, some, some, if you're looking for that kind of movie, you would want to watch maybe with like your, your family night or something, family night. And you don't necessarily want to put on something like, you know, alien a- aliens, you know, the, don't know uh, why you wouldn't put that on during family movie night. That just boggles my mind, dude, because <laughs> oh. it's a little scary and extra violent oh, and on. stuff, you know, <laughs> But anyway, if you're looking if you're looking for sort of like the Disney movie channel version of something like that, and it, it's it's still good. It was still fun. There were scenes that I laughed at. There was still some stuff that was nail biter. You know, like oh shit, come on, come on, come on. You know, like you get, you know, like you're, they're not gonna make it kind of stuff. And, you know, some good gags, some good humor. It was a cute movie. And so if you're looking for something like that, actually give it a try. Because like I said, I I kind of went into it going eh. This is probably going to be really bad. And it wasn't. It was actually really enjoyable. So recommending some nice family-worthy sci-fi, you know, like Predator Light kind of shit <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely check out uh, Race to Witch Mountain. And uh, yeah, I mean, since we're basically at the end of the show, like we introduced in the last episode, uh, we're going to do every time now, we're going to recommend another podcast for you because we know it ain't all about us. I mean, we're awesome. You want to share the love? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I know we're awesome. But, you know, there are other awesome shows out there. We don't really sit around thinking we're awesome. I'm just being an asshole. Um, but no, there, seriously, there's a lot of other shows out there that we really like and respect and we enjoy to listen to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some of them are friends and and stuff like that. So we're going to recommend podcasts at the end of each Geeking Squad podcast. And Megan, do you have one you want to recommend? Um, I do. I had someone just reach out to me Um over the weekend, right. and he's just started a podcast um, with him and some buddies. It's called History's Three Sides, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically a bunch of history teachers that get together and they talk they talk history. Nice, and that's up our alley. Yeah, that's I like, right I like up the our name alley. Of the show too, that's very cool. Yeah, History's Three Sides. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. Um, so they, again, they're just starting out. I think they only have like three episodes out. Um, but they're the first one's kind of long, like ours. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after that, they, they're much more digestible, like 20, yeah. 30 minutes okay. or so. Um, but just listen to that first one. I, I learned a lot of things I didn't even know. 
And so they're they're trying to come at it more of a, a creative side, so it's not just boring history. So yeah, well, I mean, like obviously, I think with the three sides, it's like you know, there's always three sides to every story, kind of thing, and yeah. that's sort of the angle they take. I think that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good way to yeah, like to well, do this it. is how I see it, and they're like, well, this is how I see it. So yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. So I'm really anxious to see how they grow and how they they do all this because again they're they're very very new they're just starting out cool so definitely yeah, well, give them a listen if you're into history you're a history buff give them a listen yeah well hopefully uh hopefully some of you out there if you're into that stuff please go over there check them out and when you do you know as always share it and like it and if you comment to them let them know that we referred you over there because they've been real cool about referring yep, people to us. Been, yeah. yeah, very kind to us as well. So Yeah, so history's three sides. Yeah, we can't say enough good stuff. Looking forward to what they've got coming up. Yep. And speaking of looking forward to what's uh, coming up, we've got more stuff coming up real soon. We're going to be hitting you with more content real soon. Man, we got a lot of stuff coming out, coming mm-hmm. up from just Geeking Poetic Podcast channel in general. Mm-hmm. All sorts of really cool stuff coming out. And we encourage you all to please go and check out the Geeking Squad group on Facebook. That's where we get most of our ideas for the content from. Definitely join over there. And uh, if you're so kind, you can go give us a like on our Facebook page for Geeking Poetic. Mm -hmm. You can go give us likes and subscribe and all that on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Uh, you can follow us on Podbean and Stitcher and iTunes and Apple Music. Spotify. And Spotify, yeah, Spotify, we're on there. It's a real nice, convenient way to listen to us. Yeah. I know a lot of you are listening to us on there. And, of course, we got to mention our patrons. Love our patrons. You guys are the best. Yeah, so if anybody wants to support us, even in the smallest way possible, we do this out of love, we make no profit at all on this show, uh, we, but we sink a lot of our personal time and money and everything into this show, so if anybody wants to support us, man, we greatly appreciate it, and even if you can't and you don't, we love you anyway, just share our content, share it on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, You know, let people know, give us likes, give us reviews, we could totally yeah. use some reviews mm-hmm. and stuff, we've got some, but... Never enough of that. And uh, I think with that... It's a wrap. It is a wrap. That's all she wrote, folks. That is, yeah. <laughs> so uh, me and Meg and Vito are going to go hook up with uh, Ben Shitrit right now and <laughs> see if he could hook us up with some of them fake steaks. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to go chow down and call it a night. So take it easy, everybody. See ya. Adios. Adios.